0: Everybody to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. It is Thursday. It's game day down at Oda Spencer Stadium. I'll get into that. We have got a jam-packed show. It's going to be a busy day today. Not just in the world of sports, but we got the fair going down in Columbus. We got a big concert this Friday night between Fantasia and Joe. I'm excited just to be here talking sports with you. We have got a great show for you. So let's go ahead and get right into the show. We've got some softball championships that are set. Congratulations to Harris County and Northside as they will be playing in the state tournament next week at the South Commons Softball Complex down in South Columbus, Georgia. Harris County will take on Cambridge on Wednesday, October the 25th at 1 p.m. Northside is taking on Kell at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, October 25th. This is a double elimination tournament. And we will have a state championship winner by October 28th. Northside is trying to go back-to-back. Harris County finished in third place last year. Remember, these two teams, region rivals, they met in the regular season. Thrip Barrens and I had a privilege of calling one of the games at the campus of Northside on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. Speaking of which... Thrip Behringer and I will be at Otis Spencer Stadium tonight for a huge region matchup between the Monroe Golden Tornadoes taking on the Carver Tigers. Carver's 5-3 on the season, 3-0 in region play. Monroe is 5-2 overall, 2-1 in region play. If Carver wins this game, they will have clinched the region championship And that would guarantee them the number one seed. And two home playoff games will be guaranteed for the Carver Tigers. I'm excited about this one. Over in baseball news, congratulations to the Columbus Chattahoot's new baseball operations manager and field manager, McClendon Hill. The former manager, Coach Steve Smith, is now the vice president of baseball operations i cannot wait until columbus chattahoots games start in the summer i had the privilege of calling five columbus chattahoots games the most memorable game that i got to call was when i was the play-by-play announcer for the road game when the chattahoots were taking on the brookhaven bucks i also called nine chattahoochee monsters games hopefully We could find out where the Monsters are going to play in 2024. I heard rumors that they might just go back to Oxford. But it was nice having two baseball teams here in the Fountain City. So good luck to Coach Hill and Coach Smith on their new assignments. All right, we do have some Hall of Fame members for Columbus State. They will be inducted this Saturday at the Lumpkin Center. And let's start with Matt Matthews. Considered one of the best defensive catchers of all time. He graduated in 1997. He led the team with 39 career home runs. On the softball side, remember Columbus State has got a great softball program. Amber Browning and Molly Ladd. And then goalkeeper for the Columbus State soccer team, Monica Sanchez. Congratulations to all the Hall of Fame candidates. You deserve it. Let's talk about Columbus State soccer, shall we? Columbus State get a convincing 13 to nothing win over Albany State. And the CSU soccer program will be in action at the Walden Soccer Complex this Saturday, taking on South Carolina Aiken. Hey, we are about two weeks away from Peach Belt Conference Tournament Play. That is going to be a lot of fun. And the Columbus River Dragons training camp has begun as their season will kick off on October the 26th, taking on the Baton Rouge Zydeco. Their first home game at the Columbus Civic Center is November 17th against the Mississippi Sea Wolves. And I guess I will be getting press credentials after all. I... I'm excited about this one. Here's a dream scenario that Thrift Barringer and I do a live show of George Alabama Sports Live at the Columbus Civic Center before a River Dragons game. That would be fun. They do have that first game November 24th, and then uh, they got some games in December. I'm thinking of that doubleheader Friday and Saturday, December 8th and 9th. But who knows what's going to happen when it comes to playoff time. But hey, The 16th Annual Football Awards Luncheon presented by ATHLEC is going to be at the St. Luke's Ministry Center presented by Sports Visions. And they have a keynote speaker. It it is Auburn head football coach Hugh Freeze. I am excited about this one. I plan on being in attendance. That is going to be great. And we are less than a month away from high school basketball. That first game... According to Max Preps, November the 11th, Veterans Day. That Saturday, Monday's Mill taking on Hardaway. You got Brookstone taking on Stockbridge and Columbus taking on Kendrick. Just real quick before I get into part two of the Georgia Alabama Sports Live Show, we did have an ALCS game last night as the Astros avoided the sweep. They got to Max Scherzer and they got to him early. As the Astros trail the series 2-1 with an 8-5 victory. Today, we've got the Phillies taking on the Diamondbacks for Game 3. Phillies trying to go up 3-0 on that series. Ranger Suarez is their best postseason pitcher. I'm sorry to say this, he has been dominant. And then the Astros taking on the Rangers once again trying to tie that series up. I can't wait. Next week, the NBA is finally going to be here. The regular season starts on Tuesday. The Lakers taking on the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets will reveal their championship banner and they will present their rings. That has got to put fuel to the fire for a Lakers team that went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. But they lost to those Denver Nuggets. And then the nightcap at the Chase Center, the Phoenix Suns taking on the Golden State Warriors. Then we got a bunch of slate of games on Wednesday to include the Atlanta Hawks in action, taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Their first home game is going to be Friday, the 27th, at State Farm Arena, taking on the New York Knicks. I expect great things from the Hawks. They're definitely a playoff team. Definitely could get to the second round. I think those are the expectations. And we do have some signings in football. Nico Hardman goes back to the Chiefs. I mean, why not? The Chiefs need a deep threat. Nico Harmon, Jets experiment did not work. He's going back to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Caleb Williams wants partial ownership for the team that drafts him. Well, good luck with that one. I don't know if he's going to get it. But if he gets drafted by the Bears, hmm, maybe uh, that could be a possibility. Especially if the Bears have the number one and number two pick in the 2024 draft. They get Caleb Williams with that first pick. Then they get Marvin Harrison Jr., so they give him a weapon. Might be like a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase thing, even though they weren't teammates in college. And congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Back-to-back WNBA titles. They defeated the New York Liberty 70-69. This game went down to the wire. They are the first repeat champions in 21 years. And yet another WNBA title. For one of the best teams in the WNBA. And Vegas is on fire right now. With the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. The Las Vegas Aces winning the WNBA title. They haven't been excited about sports in Vegas since the early 90s. When UNLV won the NCAA title. I always like to throw that in there. Because I am a big UNLV fan. I can't help it. I love UNLV. When I was a kid... That was the greatest starting five ever assembled. Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, Greg Anthony, Anderson Hunt, George Ackles. There you go. All right. We did have some college football games yesterday. Florida International defeats Sam Houston 33-27 in double overtime. And New Mexico State defeated UTEP 28-7. And we have some college football games today. Rice taking on Tulsa. James Madison is taking on Marshall. Some of the local teams in action. Well, Georgia's on a bye this week. Georgia Tech is taking on Boston College. Auburn is at home against Ole Miss on the Plains. This is a must-win game for Auburn. I like this Tennessee-Alabama game. I think that's going to be exciting. But the big game in college football is Ohio State and Penn State. And then if you look at the local teams in Georgia, you got Mercer, they are 4 and 3 on the season. They're going to be at Five Star Stadium taking on Wofford. Georgia Southern is back in Statesboro at Paulson Stadium taking on Louisiana Monroe. Georgia Southern is 4 and 2 on the season. Georgia State, after getting a big win over Marshall last week, they are on the road. They are 5 and 1 taking on the Raysian Cajuns of Louisiana. LaGrange College is on the road, taking on Maryville of Tennessee, as they are trying to get their first victory of the season. And tonight, while we do have the Carver-Monroe game that will be broadcasted on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live, we do have a slate of Thursday night games in the Tri-City area. Hardaway is taking on Shaw at Kennett Stadium. This is a big region matchup. The winner is probably going to make the playoffs. Hardaway is 0-8 on the season. Shaw is 3-5. Kendrick is down in Macon. They are 2-5 on the season, taking on Southwest, who is 3-4. Fayette County is taking on Troop County tonight at Callaway Stadium. And Russell County is down in Montgomery, Alabama they are 0-7 on the season. They are taking on Park Crossing, who is 3-7. And Lochapoka is taking on Maplesville. All right. So what we are going to do now is we are going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to go pay some bills. And when we come back, I'm going to air part two of the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live show that aired Tuesday night at Happy Hour Bar and Grill. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be right back.
1: Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bug, German Roach, and Fleet Control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair, find, Best termite coverage around, active pest control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners open Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine-in, take-out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around so great wishbone fried chicken 31 jackson street sweet a here in noonan hey sports fans it's rod peterson here host of the rod peterson show inviting you to join us daily for two hours of atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on wqee i say fun because it is You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m.
2: Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern Sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
3: Since I'm giving shout outs to everyone, thank y'all for tuning back in. I'm a shout out to Chris Woods. I don't know if he's still here, but that's my former teammate at Glenwood. We rocked it out my senior year. Love Chris. I'm glad I was able to see him. Um, but Thrift Baringer, Richard Hodges, Georgia Alabama Sports Live live from Happy Hour Bar and Grill. It's Taco Tuesday night. Nice. LeBron, don't sue me. I know you patent that. I'm just giving a shout out to Taco Tuesday here. Um, but we're about to have on our next guest in just a moment. I got to make a special announcement. The Sports Vision Awards luncheon. That's had guys like Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. And other great guests, Dabo Sweeney, Gus Malzahn to come and speak at our awards luncheon. We got another big one. Hugh Freeze, the Auburn Tigers new football coach, will be speaking at the Sports Visions awards luncheon. So guys like Coach Ryan Nelson, um, all the great coaches around the area, the top players, they will be there and be able to see Hugh Freeze speak. We, last year we had Kirby, the we, year before was Nick Saban, so big time announcement, Sports Visions Radio Show with me and DJ Jones. You can listen Monday and Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 92.1 Smooth R&B and the Sports Visions Facebook page. This was a huge announcement and uh, so glad that DJ was able to pull it off. He gets. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Nobody's pulling guys like Hugh Freeze, Nick Saban, and Kirby Smart to come down here and speak to these kids like DJ Jones. And I'm glad to be a part of the Sports Vision scene. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on our next guest. It's two guys that I love dearly. Both of them are sports directors. Both of them are colleagues of mine. And they hate each other. They're rivals because it's two different stations. It's it is, and its WRBL's Jack Patterson and WTVM's News Leader Nine, Jonathan Hoppy. How are y'all guys? Hey man, what's an
2: opinion? Just, the whole news or non thing, that's an opinion. <laughs>
3: I kid, I kid. So many things I could say to that, but
4: so good to be with you guys.
3: <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for coming and joining us, guys. I know y'all are busy. We got high school softball going on right now. Um, shout out to all the teams that are still playing. Columbus, Northside, Harris County, Hopefully, able to win championships this year. Uh, but, guys, let's get into the needy-greedy. We have our top ten that we, we made an announcement about, guys. And I'm just going to read off the top. 10 and just give me your thoughts quickly before we move on to the other stuff number one we had central number two is Glenwood and the way we rank these teams is talent and Easiest path to a state championship with Glenwood being the number one seed obviously they're the favorite to win the ISA That's why they're number two number three is Pachelli. same thing They're the favorite in the GI double-a four Harris County five those Carver Tigers six Spencer Wave, seven Lee Scott eight Auburn Nine Northside and ten is Flint River and Chambers County, Chambers Academy. I know we don't have fly in there. We're only doing Auburn, Harris County, and the Tri City area games that we, teams that we've covered this year, guys. I'll start with you, Hoppy. Give me your thoughts on those rankings.
4: Yeah, uh, first off, I want to add two huge news today with uh, yeah. Lee Scott and Glenwood going yes. to the AHSAA. We had heard about it, yep. and now for it to be confirmed by the Central Board, yep. uh, that is big because when you look at that list you don't see you do have a few private schools represented but in Alabama specifically Glenwood and Lee Scott I mean I can't wait to see what they can do we'll see what classification they're put in like right this year uh, but it looks like a solid list to me it's it's really exciting like you said to have so many teams that can compete for state titles I mean when you have Auburn at number eight You know, to me, that's a little low, but I think it speaks to some of the greatness that's toward the top of the list, and I think most years, Auburn would be a little bit higher. And who knows, if they win Friday night, I'm sure I they'll skyrocket say, They, up might, your they might have something to say about uh, that Friday
3: night. No it, doubt about it. It looks it
4: pretty good to me, Jack.
3: All right, and Jack, before you get on, because we are going to talk about this, so hold off on the Glenwood, because then I want to go back to Hoppy and really dive into that move for Glenwood and Lee Scott. But talk about the rankings right now. I know eh, Harris County to play for region championship carver plays for region championship thursday spencer plays for region championship on friday got a lot of big games auburn central do you like the list
2: i mean i'm kind of with hoppy here is that you you can nitpick but it's like
3: who do you move
2: got a lot of great teams that's the thing who do you move
3: and remember we're doing Best path to win and if I have central number one It's hard to put Auburn up there higher than everyone else because I think Carver has a better chance than Auburn does to I win would, a state championship.
2: I, I would this is what I would do going by that by those rules I would put Glenwood over central specifically because That's a good point I like I think because I think Glenwood's path to a state title goes through Lee Scott Who they've already beaten this year and I think central's path to a state title likely goes through Thompson who has beaten everybody in the last four years?
0: That's a good point, Jack. And one of the criteria when we came up with this list, we kind of narrowed it to Phoenix City, you know, Columbus, Harris County area. We, we could have put Schlei County, we could have put Troop County, we could have put Lochapoca. But yeah, we, those are great teams, but like well, the, the teams that we cover for George Alabama Sports Live, I know that you and, and Hoppy. I mean, you go all the way to Schley County, and then you cover Ufala. I mean, there's a lot of great teams in the Chattahoochee Valley. But, yeah, we just
3: narrowed down this list. All right, Hoppy, let's go with you first, and then we'll go to Jack. We talked to Coach Nelson. He really didn't have much of an opinion. But I did, and I'm glad I just thought about that as I pull up my handy-dandy eye thrift as – Josh Fate likes to call his phone. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pull out the iThrift right now. And Coach Tim Fanning wanted me to say this quote to all our listeners out there. While our time in the AISA has been tremendous, and you all probably got this same statement, we are super excited at the opportunity to compete in the AHSAA. We believe that this gives our student-athletes the best platform to showcase their abilities while allowing us as a community to show the rest of the state how amazing the Glenwood family truly is. So with that being said, talk about this move for Glenwood and Lee Scott heading to the public school to play those teams in the AHSAA.
4: Yeah, it's super exciting. Over the past few years, we've seen a lot of teams in the AISA leave to go to the AHSAA. So when you look at what's left now, it was really important for these teams to leave the competition they're going to face is, is just going to be much stronger. Right. Uh, and not that it's not impressive what they're doing right now, but if you look at the list of schools that, that are in the AHSAA versus the competition they're facing right now, uh, it's really night and day. And uh, it gives them the opportunity to really show, like Coach Fanning said, yep. what the uh, Glenwood family is all about. It's just a bigger pool it's a a bigger opportunity for both programs
3: closer teams in proximity they get to play
4: yeah the the matchups that you can list the region matchups it's going to be so interesting to see what that looks like right um and i think it's a great move for not just football for for baseball for basketball all sports making it over i know both schools have been looking into this Uh, like i said other schools have made that transition and uh, they they fit right in it does Jack, if you're someone that you've been around this area for a long time, uh, where does this leave the AISA
3: now? Oh, my Turn God.
4: Of, uh, what's left for
2: them? I mean, I, you know, that's a really good point, Hoppy. And, I mean, you look at where Class 3A. Think about Class 3A and AISA. Right. You know, there's not even regions. Like, we know that Glenwood just won the region championship and well-deserved. But it's more of a classification championship because there's not separate regions in the Class 3A because so few te- so there's so few teams left in that classification. It's really just two classes, and then you have the upper the bigger schools in one class. So honestly, I think it's the best move for both Glenwood and Lee Scott and you know also Otago Academy is also going there is going to the HSA as well okay. so that's three 3A teams in an already very slim classification yeah. so you know I don't know if they just combine 3A with 2A and then that's that for the AISA because we're still gonna have AISA teams we still have Lakeside down in Eufaula we still have Chambers Academy we still have Springwood and eight man so we still have AISA teams but it's definitely gonna be different and I really think that, you know, just like Opi said, this is an opportunity for both of those programs. Not only you're going to play better competition day in and day out, you know, you're going and you're going to play closer competition because you're not going to have to go down to Mobile for region games. You know, you'll be able to, you know, assuming they'll probably be in maybe 2A. I won't say they will be in 1A just because of the competitive balance factor. Right. For the private schools. I've
4: heard
0: that they might be 3A. Whoa. Yeah. Right, so we'll find out that in yeah. December when they actually have the reclassification. Yeah. If it's 3A, you have Beulah, you have Daveville. Mm-hmm. If it's 2A, you've got Lynette. L- who knows L- L- where L- L- they go after the reclassification.
2: Exactly. So, I'm I mean, there's a lot it. there's a lot up in the air. I can't wait. I'm a bracketologist nerd anyway. <laughs> so, Jack, you I go. can't wait for it.
0: I know in, in football, I know it's going to be tough with the matchups. I mean, really, down the road, Smith Station, Central, Russell County. But can you imagine a baseball matchup between Greenwood and Central? Or Smith Station and Glenwood. That would be. I'm here for it. Absolutely incredible. I'm Sign here me for
2: it. Up. I am here for it. If you put Glenwood against Smith, Glenwood against Central, Glenwood against Auburn, you know, a lot of people might think that's a mismatch on paper, but it's absolutely not. Not in, in, baseball. Baseball. Not in baseball. Not in baseball. It's different yeah. in baseball not than in, basketball no, and football. Absolutely not. It would be a marquee matchup that would have everybody's attention around
3: you. All right, let's do this, guys. I'm going to put you on the spot, but I don't want you to rank them, okay? Throw out rankings. Just start giving some shout outs to some of the top players that y'all have seen this year jack we can start with you we had two great players on in wesley graham and camden white for glenwood so talk about some of the best players you've seen that you've covered this year so far
2: well i'll go with another glenwood player dallas crow the quarterback <laughs> uh, he's been fantastic for the gators this year when you needed somebody to step up for him he's been there and you know year two under coach nelson's system he's he's paid dividends for him so i would definitely say Dallas Crow, I would say Andrew Alfer and Cam Coleman from Central. Both of them have been fantastic. That offense has been setting records. And you know, we have we've always known Central to be kind of like a run first offense. Right. But we've seen them pass more than we have seen in recent years. And that's courtesy of the receivers that they have, and it's courtesy of the quarterback that they have. So I, I would say those two. I'll go down a little bit. Go down to give a little the smaller school some love as well. I'll go down to Corbet James at Pacelli. He's been a bell cow for Pacelli. He's been fantastic. And he's fast
3: as Lightning, too.
2: Exactly. Kingston Rivers at Northside. He's been great. That truck stick he did on that Westover player a couple weeks back, he'll be one of the plays of the year that I remember. <laughs> And you know, and we could go on and on. You know, I'm talking about you know, we, we I haven't, you know, like I said, like we said earlier day, we talked, we cover Manchester and Sly. so we haven't talked about Jake Kanazawa and Jalua Solomon. We haven't talked about Justice Terry. You know, we haven't talked about you know Tayo Todd before he got injured. We haven't talked about um, Logan Sinkfield since he's taken his place. You know, we haven't talked about any of, the, any of those yeah. guys. Right. So, I mean,
4: we could go on and on and on, but that's just something to feel. Right. Yeah, I mean, let me try to say some names that Jack did. I mean, rattled off quite a few, and, and as deserved, there's a lot of good talent. Uh, first, Cam Coleman. I, I'll repeat him because I think in a few years we'll look back and say, Wow. He was a central – I mean, this cat is a top ten recruit. Easily. There's a reason why everybody wants him. Will he stick with and I mean, it is crazy. Everybody wants him, and he is a phenomenal player. But yep. big, big tip of the cap to Andrew Alford for getting him the rock and so many other guys, Dalen Upshaw, as, as you were talking about earlier, Richard. I'd say AZ Justy sticks absolutely. out for Pacelli. Yep, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Matei Yeoman. Yes. Up at you County. better give Yeoman
2: the
3: love, no, man. That's the bus it. right he there, is baby. He
4: fantastic. That is and great story, too. Tommy Watson told us he didn't even know that he was a running back <laughs> until late in the season. You know, they were terrible last season. Yes. I'll tell you that. Late in the year, they put in Yeoman at running back. Someone told Coach about it, and all year they trained him up for it, and he has been such a weapon for them. Levi Watson, Red Tree up right. there. Uh just some of the names that stick out to me. Jalewis Solomon, yeah. as uh, Jack mentioned, at Sly County. There is some some great talent. And don't forget about Gary Gaither, some of those guys yes. down at Spencer. Yeah. We're not really... Last thing I'll say on this, we're not really talking about Carver or Spencer. It seems like they've kind of... Slid under the radar. And they're playing year. for
2: Region championship
4: right.
3: But it's, because they both had losing records earlier in the year, and that's why we started to forget about it. They haven't
4: been home a lot. Sometimes, especially in Jack and I, and you guys too, just yeah. being around here, they haven't been home a lot, it seems. We'll get a good look at them in an isolated slate on Thursday, so that's going to be awesome. But yes. Yeah, Spencer Carver right in the mix. Uh, Don't forget about some of those guys as well. Uh, Carver's had some injuries and some different problems, but they're right right in it. Yeah, they are.
3: All right, guys. I'll start with Hoppy on you this question and then Richard you can ask the other two teams right here We'll start with Carver and County. There's a you just talked about the Carver Tigers take on Monroe They were two and three they lost three straight games to Hateville Charter 4a school Northeast making a 2a school and Brookwood a 7a school since then they've won three straight and they play a huge one at home Against Monroe and then Harris County plays Northgate the winner of that pretty much is in the lead in the driver's seat For that region pretty much the region championship so talk about the preview of those two games this week.
4: Yeah, let's start with Carver. I think this is going to be awesome to see what they can do. I mentioned it briefly a moment ago. Some injuries, some weird things have happened on that team this year that we're not really accustomed seeing Carver go through. That being said, Otis Spencer Thursday night.
3: It's going to be packed.
4: What do they have? And that is so exciting for us to get a look at them and see what Coach Coffey can bring out against a solid Monroe team. I can't. Like I said, it feels like they've just slipped under the radar. Right. Do not forget about them to make another deep run because that's all they've done since I've been here. Right. Harris County's interesting. A really good team. They've played some tough opponents, but 5A just is kind of different. It's, it's tough. It's different, and they beat Northside. I think Northside is is clearly down a little bit this year as opposed to what we saw last year. They still have Caden Clay, but they they lost Malachi Hosley, some other key pieces. So can – I've doubted Harris County just because they were not good last year. No. And they have completely flipped it. And when they won that big game a few weeks ago. Sandy Creek. Sandy Creek, ahead of the Northside game, picked both of them off. If they can win this against Northgate, they're at home. Why not? Why not? So, at this point, I'm not betting against Harris County. And 5A is tough. Let's get the region championship first. If they can do that, I mean, gosh, just keep the train rolling.
3: And I'm going to piggyback real quickly. Carver. Again two and three like you talked about they've overcome some injuries They've overcome some bugs and, and fixed their offense the way coach coffee wanted them to be big one against Monroe If they win that they go seven and three why can't they get hard to make it to a state championship run second Harris County? sleeping giant They always had the talent, but they've never had the season to showcase all the talent they have because Harris County is is a growing school. They've gone from 2A, 10, 15 years ago to now being 5A, and they're only getting bigger. If they beat Northgate, who blew out McIntosh a few weeks ago, Northgate is ranked higher than Harris County. That will be pretty much solidifying they're going to win the region and finish 9-1 on the season And that's the best in Harris County history, but Richard Let's talk about the other two t- games that are going on around the air that are big
0: Well, Normally this matchup is typically the game of the year Central and Auburn They always meet in the playoffs in fact they met in the semifinals last year Auburn won the game 14-13 to this time Central plays Auburn at the dug But does it seem like this is Kind of a down year for Auburn Even though they're 6-1 and one. I mean they barely beat Dothan They <laughs> lost it Jack's shaking his head Yeah, Jack's not no, no, even close <laughs> I'm thinking, Central is all world Andrew Alford They're firing all cylinders But they have to go up to the duck Does Auburn have a chance To win this game? I mean How, how is this game looking? Does, does it look like a win for Central? Or can Auburn pull off the win?
2: Auburn can absolutely win this game Absolutely If you underestimate Auburn That is your fault
3: And then they're at home
2: uh, now, granted, Central went to the Duck two years ago and beat Auburn. Okay, so it can be done.
3: Coach Ryan Nelson's shaking his head right now at you, Jack Patterson. He no. turned around. He didn't want you seeing it. He said, "No chance." Here's the
0: thing, Jack. I mean, I mean, yeah, their stats don't do come off the page. Jackson Kilgore has only had two touchdowns. Omar Mabson. He is a good running back. And, and Auburn really solidifies themselves on defense. They were able to come back against Opelika mm-hmm. down 13. Exactly.
2: We're talking about a team that has proven they can come back against tough teams. We're, you know, that same Opelika team that gave Central a fight a couple weeks ago. You oh. know, like I said, when you have a home field advantage, and Patrick Nix will tell you this before I will, that his region is a gauntlet. Okay. Mm. There's no such thing as an easy game in that region. Okay. Even though there might be a couple, but it, <laughs> but realistically, the, the, you know, when you're at the upper echelon of that region, when you're talking about the Central Auburn Enterprise, Dalton, Opelika, okay, when you're talking about those teams, you're talking about five teams that probably any other region would be competing for region
4: championships. One of those teams are not going to make the playoffs this year. I want to back you up because I know that might seem like a hot take so let's make this clear Uh, i've been here for three years since i've been here it does appear on paper that this matchup as is as uneven as it's been meaning if there were a hypothetical spread here i think central is a pretty big favorite but you cannot come close to counting out auburn high school based on what they've done supposed to have davis harson as their quarterback Right. The Arson family leaves Auburn, leaves them blank out of luck. They got nothing. Exactly. And then I think as the story goes, and don't quote me on this, I think they had someone, and then that quarterback got hurt, and then now they have Henry Allen. This is such a gritty team to beat Hoover, lose to Enterprise. I would not feel strongly. Central is the better team. I do think that. But, boy, this is – and it's funny you say that because if Auburn had lost to Ole this game it wouldn't really mean that
3: much. But you, all,
2: but you but you also look at if Auburn doesn't lose to Enterprise, and remember that was like what a field goal game. You this know, is a top
3: they, 2 matchup. This is exactly.
2: this is the region championship. It still might be the region championship. Yeah. But this would be, unequip- be. Unequiv- This would be unequivocally the region championship. You're probably talking what? Number 1 and versus number 2 and number 2 versus number 3?
3: All right. Still massive and still a massive game, and I know y'all are gonna both be covering it um, we'll, Let's move on real quickly. We'll give a shout out Joseph Kegler and the Spencer Greenways play on the road against Northeast Macon If they win that gentlemen, I'm just gonna make the statement out there. They're probably in the driver's seat to win another region championship So we're cheering for those Spencer Greenways. I want to do something unique and fun I know I gave you all the questions but I want to do hot take I right, I want your best Stephen A. Smith. I want you coming in. I want you firing up some Alabama fans here, some Auburn fans, some Georgia fans. Those are the three teams we're about to hit on. Let's start with Auburn. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't know if Auburn makes a bowl game this year. Giving your hot take. If I'm putting you on the spot, but giving your hot take with Auburn and you freeze.
4: Auburn beats Alabama
3: in the Iron Ball. And <laughs> there's, there's a hot take right there. I
4: think it happens, you know. I was at that LSU game. You didn't have to be there to know how bad it was. I mean, it was a, it was brutal. And Coach Freeze has said as much, and people are really questioning that group and the competitive fire they have. I think they beat Ole Miss this week. I do. I, this is, to me, this Big game. is like a must-win game. It really feels that way to me, because if you lose to Ole Miss, who's super, is really good, you're talking about 0-4 in the SEC. Man. That is that is really bad. That's uh, brutal. I think the intensity in the building is going to be huge this week. Everyone's questioning that group. You know, after the game, they all talk about how they're still optimistic. There's still a lot to play for. Jerton here at night, give me Auburn over old Miss. There we go. There's hey, a hot take. Drew Brees is his old team, too. He's played him before, played him when he was at Liberty, but still – Hugh Freeze against Ole Miss. Uh, I'm not a big Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin, to me, has been really good but not great. There's always been some blemishes. I think Auburn's going to win. And I know Jack is probably going to want to talk about Georgia. Ah, man, I'm really concerned. I really,
3: I'm really, i really concerned about uh, the Brock Bowers injury. Yeah, and let, let's talk about that. Richard you can go first and Jack Brock Bowers losing him and then hop in. you can hop into once they're done If you when you lose Brock Bowers who single-handedly beat Auburn remember that if there is no Brock Bowers Auburn upsets Georgia a few weeks ago, so talk about losing them Does this derail Georgia's chances of being the first three-peat national champion in over 80 years?
0: Devastating injury a high ankle sprain. He did have surgery. He's gonna be out four to six weeks some people say he's going to be out for the season. I'm an optimistic guy. I think he should be back for the SEC championship. But Georgia's got to get there. they got to beat Tennessee in Knoxville. they got to beat Ole Miss in Athens. The Florida game, they got the buy this week. They're playing Florida. And we, Jack, you know, you're a Georgia fan. You know the Florida's always tough. Look at 2002. Georgia was a heavy favorite, and here comes a Ron Zook team that – upsets an unranked Florida team upsets Georgia. So this Georgia-Florida game is always crazy and not having Brock Bowers for this game is going to be huge. They're going to have to rely heavily on Austin Bell and Lad McConkey is going to have to step up. Rah Rah Thomas, Dominic Loveland, These transfers that came over. They, Georgia Carson Beck is going to have to open up the passing game and not rely on the tight end.
2: So number one, thanks a lot for taking my pick, copy. because I surely <laughs> was gonna say that Auburn was gonna be Alabama. I <laughs> <laughs> take because stupid, stupid things happen in Jordan Hare Stadium whenever they you play can't explain Georgia, them. Whenever they play Georgia and whenever they play Alabama, we saw the stupidity against Georgia. They almost won against Alabama, a team that hasn't been as consistent as they should be, huh?
3: He pulled up the fourth and eighteen. I thought I was. I thought he was going to say third and Grantham, but um, that was the old saying back then. Go back to the Brock Bowers question, though, uh, Shaq.
2: Chris better be lucky I lost.
3: Shout out to Chris Gates, the producer. Cop it up for Chris Gates, our producer. He's the one that made all this possible. We're live on our Facebook page and YouTube channel.
2: Let Let me quick side note. For those of you who don't know, Chris used to work at WRBO. He is the guy that trained me when I got hired at WRBO in 2013. So That explains a
4: lot.
2: I'm not here if it's not for him. So, once again, and copy your right, that explains a lot. (laughs) But back to the the story at hand. So, we're going to talk about Georgia. We're going to make hot takes. I'll give you a hot take. Georgia runs the table.
3: Undefeated without Brock Brock B. They They
2: run the table. Is this the Georgia fan
3: coming out in you, or is this hot take Stephen A. Smith, Jack Patterson? It's, it's possible. And this,
2: you know, <laughs> fandom aside, okay, fandom aside, because I don't let my fandom interfere with my job.
3: There we go. So You're a f- true professional.
2: F- fandom aside, it's possible, okay, but it does require Carson Beck. He's got to cut down the interceptions, okay? You can't have interceptions like he had against Vandy. It just won't work. Okay, it requires the run game to come back and be effective. So it requires Dejon Edwards to stay healthy. It requires Cass Jones to make a bigger impact. It requires your wide receiver. So we're talking about Rah Thomas. We're talking about Lat McConkie. He's gotta stay healthy. Right. Dominic Nub love it. You get you know, you need those guys to stay healthy. You need Oscar Dub to make an impact. He's a one he was one of the top recruits coming into this class. He's gotta show it. Okay, so it's possible. You know, I won't say it's likely, but it's possible. You know, and I feel like that as long as Georgia doesn't lose a game they're not supposed to lose, they'll still be in a in the running for the for the playoff and for the national championship. You know, so you know, don't don't go losing to Missouri, okay? Exactly. You know, don't lose to Missouri. Don't lose. You know, you know, I would say probably don't lose to Ole Miss. Definitely don't lose to Georgia Tech. But you know, if you lose to Tennessee. I don't think it's the end of the world. Tennessee is, especially if Tennessee beats Alabama this week.
3: I, I'm surprised you didn't say, well, when you play Georgia Tech, at least kneel the ball. And if you kneel the ball, you'll probably beat them. Shot at DeMario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes. Oh. And I'm surprised. Still one of the
2: stupidest thinkers I've ever seen on a football field.
3: No doubt about it. Coaching malpractice. I know Coach Ryan Nelson, he would never pull a son like that. Jonathan, I'm surprised you didn't say Syracuse winning out and winning the national title with three losses, Dino Babers. Shout out to Syracuse. Listen, the Orange men are doing what they're supposed to do which is be competitive, win six, seven, eight games this year. But, uh, obviously, the Orange are never going to win national titles. I didn't want to make the Syracuse segment. What's next
4: but... on the rundown here? <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, let's go to Alabama, the do, last name. How,
2: how do we pivot to ACC football and mediocre ACC we football? Don't right <laughs> we don't want to go there.
4: We don't want to. All right,
3: so we'll stay out of the ACC. Shout out to Florida State and North Carolina. They're having great seasons. Alabama beating A&M. I thought that was the toughest roster and toughest team they're going to face on the road in that environment the rest of the season. They do got to play Auburn at the end of the year. But Auburn, we don't know about them. They're 500, and I think obviously Alabama will be a double-digit favorite, but Alabama, they t- play Tennessee at home, they got LSU at home. Do they win out? Are they going to be in the SC Championship game of year, huh? It feels like, I mean, I just said they're going to lose to Auburn, but uh, <laughs> it,
4: it feels like, I don't know. I, I, I believe that LSU is the toughest test for them left on the schedule, and if they get past Tennessee and LSU, man, it does, it, it feels like People that were panicking about Alabama early in the season, they were wrong. I don't think they do, though. I, I'm still a doubter based on some of the stuff I've seen. I Me don't too. think they beat LSU at home. Um, I think they beat Tennessee this weekend. Uh, but I, I'm still – I don't see it. I don't see
0: it. Bobby, I think Alabama's defense, you got to take it back to the early 2010s when they were absolutely dominant when Kirby Smart was their defensive coordinator. Teams that had a spread offense that – to move the ball in Alabama had success, but you've got to make the throws. You've got to have a player like Jake Throm just throwing darts into tight windows. I just don't think there is a quarterback in the SEC that's capable of putting the team on its back.
3: Jaden Daniels is pretty
0: good. Yeah, the
3: there's one quarterback that can do it, it is Daniels.
0: LSU doesn't really have a defense, but, I mean, that means that's also Monroe, true. true. Jalen Milrow has to have, like, an incredible game. Hey, they held Auburn to
4: 18 points. Yeah. Well, that's not a hard feat. <laughs> Career day for Auburn. But,
2: but honestly, I'm, I'm kind of with Hoppy that, you know, I do think Bama beats Tennessee. I think it will be a great game. But I think Alabama comes out on top. But I don't think that Alabama comes out on top against LSU. I think that LSU's
4: – What a game that's going to be. Oh, It's going be be to I w- I w- I w- be a
2: bloodbath. It's not going to be a bloodbath. It's not going to be the traditional, you know – one in the trenches game that you see from alabama a high scoring game i think this is going to be a shootout kind of like 2019 gonna, with two and uh, joe i think this is going to be uh you know and i th- it's not going to be because but in 2019 i was at that game both teams had great defenses okay it was the quarterbacks making plays it won't be like that on on in a couple weeks okay it will be the offenses it will be the lack of defense That is the difference in that game. I think LSU has more playmakers than Alabama does. I think that's the difference. All
3: right, we're going to, me and Hobby, we're just talking right here because.
4: I want to vent about the Braves.
3: Yeah, and And you can, and I'm going to let both of you have an opportunity. Um, The Atlanta Braves, historic season, 104 wins. One of the best offensive seasons in the history of baseball. But when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies, this team is a glorified JV high school baseball team and they couldn't hit Ronald Acuna, MVP season, batted one 100 in the NLDS for the second straight year, so Talk about the Braves and then the Falcons. I mean, it was just a bad weekend. You got the Braves getting to in the NLDS. The Falcons are 3-2. and two. They play the Commanders, who are not a great team. They win that. The Falcons are top first place in NFC South. And guess what? Desmond Ritter says, no, I think I want to give this game to the Commanders. So... Hoppy, start with you, Ben, about the Braves and Falcons. I'm going to let Jack seethe for a minute before yeah, he, he talks he about needs his scene. Uh,
4: take a couple of deep breaths. I,
3: <laughs> I don't have much to say on the Falcons. I think
4: what we talked about two weeks ago, Ritter's not the guy. They, it's it's they, not. They have they have some problems, uh, but so do the Panthers, and they're 0 and 6. Now, also two weeks ago, <laughs> you had to throw that in we there. all sat up here and said, "Is it World Series or bust for the Braves?" We did. And what we agreed on is if they don't get to the World Series, they don't necessarily have to win it, but if they don't get to the World Series, it's a fail. They lost in the NLDS. (laughs) Game four. Couldn't even get to a game five. And really lucked into the game two win. Completely disheartening. I was lucky enough to be at game two, one of the best playoff games, best comebacks they've had in the playoffs ever. You thought that would carry over. I can't even tell you how disappointing it is for me that this team is eliminated. Something just felt off. It felt like in that series. I'm not going to say they didn't want to be there. It kind of felt like they weren't in it. It just felt different. And I know people that were in the locker room after the game. and It just had a different feel than it did last year when they were eliminated. I don't know what was different. Um, and I just rest in peace to the Braves. Man, Jack, I know we both had extensive plans to, to go up there and, and cover a World Series, and it's crazy. As, as we were writing in dates, okay, division series, we know they've got home field. NLCS game one, game two. It all felt, especially the LCS, it felt like a lot. I mean, at one point, I this is inside baseball. Uh-huh, at one point, I even thought about not covering the NLDS and just putting resources to the championship series That would have been a mistake. <laughs> we would have never have gone up there And I know Jack unfortunately didn't get to go either uh, to a game because they were eliminated so early complete disaster I yes. Couldn't be more disappointed uh, Yeah,
2: so Hoppy touched on a lot of great points Um so a, a little bit more inside baseball is that you know we were planning on that. and I did go up there. We did a special up there, okay. So I was up. There. You didn't get to a game though. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. I didn't cover a game. I let Tyler go up there, and thank God I did, because otherwise he wouldn't have gotten to cover a game. And you know, and and you know just as well as I do, Tyler's a die, about as much of a diehard Braves fan as it comes. So.
4: Uh, I was sitting next to him for game two. He was going crazy, like, "Man, they're gonna come back! They're gonna come back!" And I'm like, "Dude, it's over." Sure enough, they came back, but then it was over. Then it was over. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know what it is. You know, part of
2: me is like, you know, did did it, you know when you're when you punch the division in mid-September, is it just too much time off? You know, too much time not playing in you know meaningful games. You know, is it the layoff? in between the end of the season and the NLDS or you know was it just Philadelphia was just a better team at the right time you know it's so many things you could really you know you know throw at it and you know honestly all those things I just said may not be wrong okay it may be all of those things you know it was it was wrong and you know the, the you know it's like I said on sports visions prior to game four is that it was not going to be the pitching that was going to win the Braves the game. It was going to be their hitting. Because pitching keeps you in games in the postseason. I know the popular thing is pitching wins championships. That's not my philosophy. Pitching will keep you in games in the postseason. But hitting, timely hitting, will win you championships. The Braves didn't have the hitting. They, The pitching was great outside of game three. You know, the pitching was great. They that can- was
4: embarrassing. Giving up. You're you're totally right. But giving up ten runs, uh, that is awful. That is so sad in a a game three. Exactly. But outside of game three,
2: you know, think about it. Game two, they give up three runs. Game four, they give up three runs. Uh, No, four runs. So it's not like that they gave up a ton of runs in this postseason. You know, Strider was serviceable in game four and game one, okay? And even, you know, before – Elder, I mean, before, before free got rocked in game two, he was serviceable, okay? That's all you can ask for in the playoffs is for your pitcher to keep you in the game. And our starting pitching did that, but the bats didn't back them up. And I don't care how good your pitching staff is, okay? Just ask L.A., who had great pitching, but they all got, they all got hurt. And then Arizona, molly walked them. And just like Philadelphia, they came in. You know, they had great pitching that was on at the right time, and they basically dominated the Braves. There's no other way to put it.
0: I think somebody needs to look at the playoff format for next year because you have three out of the four teams that had a bye that are home. They didn't even advance out of the division series. And I think that's just too much time off.
3: And I'm going to add on this before we get out of here, guys. Paul Egan's came on the Sports Visions radio show on Monday. He's a guy that's been in the Colorado Rockies organization for over 30 years. That 2007 Rockies team, they won 21 of 22 games. But then because they got so hot, the Red Sox, who they played them in the World Series, played a seven-game series. As the Rockies, they swept their uh, NLCS. They had to wait eight days to play in the World Series. Well, guess what? When they played the Red Sox, who had just came off a seven-game brutal battle against the Indians, they swept the Rockies. So that layoff, it does have an effect. I don't care what anyone says. It does have an effect. But the Bravos, don't be irrational. Don't fire Snitker. But it definitely was embarrassing. I want to add on three hot takes. Auburn, I don't know if they make a bowl game. They beat Ole Miss. They could go 7-5, 8-4. I think that's a win for Hugh Freeze. Georgia. Really got to make a bowl game. I mean, you're talking yeah.
4: about Arkansas, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State. They Those gotta, are winnable they, games. They yeah. If you're right, and I'm not going to discredit your opinion because right. it is not looking good, if they don't hit six wins,
3: whoo. And, you're talking, and I know the roster's not great, but if you're the Auburn Tigers, you at least got to make a bowl game. Georgia
4: bowl game's going to be huge.
3: And Georgia. Brock Bowers losing him. i just I'm not a believer in this schedule, guys. Missouri's at home. Ole Miss is at home. These are games that are tough, but they're home games. Georgia's going to win out. But not having Brock for the playoff, you saw how good Washington is. Oregon, Ohio State, Michigan.
2: I think Brock's back for the SEC championship. There's no doubt. And, and, and
3: unless Kirby says you're a first-round draft pick, just don't play I feel I feel the same way. I think it's Alabama and Georgia SEC championship game. There's my hot take, and I'm going to end it with this, guys. Falcons, they're never going to shake the 500 bug unless they get rid of the 500 quarterback, which is Desmond Ritter. And I'm not going to put all the onus on Ritter because I can't believe Arthur Smith sometimes and his play calling. He literally was hired because he's supposed to be a great play caller, and I'm questioning his play calling. Like Josh Smith, Josh Pate says, if you're not a coach, you shouldn't question those guys. But so hot head scratcher, Falcons. I, I just, the schedule's so easy. There's no reason they don't win 11, 12 games this year. Yet, they're going to go 9-8, and eight, and they're not going to make the playoffs.
2: Paging Taylor Heineke. That's all I have to say. Paging th- Taylor
3: Heineke. That's where we're going to end it. We wanting Taylor Heineke to be the starter for the Atlanta Falcons. That's how bad it is right there, quarterback position. Jonathan Oppie, Jack Patterson, thank y'all so much for going on. Where y'all, for one, I'll let y'all, where everyone can watch y'all. Um, and highlights tonight, and where is y'all's game of the week before y'all get out of here? Hoppy?
4: Yeah, you know the drill sports overtime. It's Auburn and Central this week. That is going to be massive. Uh, pre-game coverage, all that good stuff. This is a big week. Uh, there are Huge. a ton of games That's this week. It's massive. Like, it's like there's no buy. No one has a buy anymore, I there's guess. Six, I don't know.
2: There's six Thursday night games.
4: Yeah, and then there's like 15, six, I don't even know. There's... Way too many games, and we can't even get to all of them, but uh, we'll, we're gonna do our best, amen. To that, Hoppy. Uh, so you already
2: know the deal to highlight factory on the prep zone Friday night. Uh, our game of the week, we're doing two, we're doing just a test of how big this week is. We'll be at Auburn, well, Central Auburn, and we'll be at Manchester Slide County. Those are both going to be region championship games, so we will be there, and we got a ton of other games Northgate
3: there. harris county Northgate, harris county carver monroe spencer northeast macon
2: exactly we talk about the games that are you know big for the reach championships let's talk about the games that are going to be for playoff spots too that hardaway Shaw matchup coming up too that's going to be for a playoff spot. yeah
3: and that's on thursday night you can watch both them wrbl highlight factory on friday sports overtime as well tony reese tyler redmond i love you you will be on this show. I promise you that. I'm not big-timing you. I'll have both of you on this show. Love you guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you to everyone here at Happy Hour Bar and Grill for coming and tuning in for us. Thank you to Matt Call. Thank you to Dave Plata. Thank you to Coach Ryan Nelson, Wesley Graham, Camden White, Coach Corey Black. We will be live Thursday, George Alabama Sports Live, Facebook page and YouTube channel, Carver Monroe, Doubleheader, Harris County, Northgate, Calbee Rock Springs, and then we got plenty of great games coming up, and we can't wait to be a part of that. Glenwood playoff um, run coming up here in the next few weeks. From Richard Holders, I'm Thrift Barringer, Jack Patterson, and Jonathan Oppie, we'll see you again. It's Georgia, Alabama, Sports Live. Say classy. Shout out to Wes Hargrove. Say classy, everyone.
5: When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any Trolley that crawls your way.
1: The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana, has seen in a decade. The Baxters by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit karenkingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold.
4: calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line, and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE, and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 <laughs> Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770 755 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysonoy.org. S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysonoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock
1: right here on WQEE.
0: You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Radio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.